focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. <laughs> Who said, mm, that's the person that got the message. Like, eh, me that I have plans to show them. What, Jesus, what is this one now? You know, Jesus was just burning people's cables up and down. It says, you have heard, but I say unto you. You have heard, whoever commits adultery, but I say unto you, if you look at the woman too much, too deep, too wide, you have already committed, you have collected. Are you a plate? <laughs> it says, do not, do not, do not. Look at your neighbor, drive it home, say, do not lay up treasures for yourselves. Why? On this earth, moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. The other day, Daimo was telling me about some of his guys. I think it did happen to your car at some point. So his car got affected. But before your car got affected, there was a forerunner. Right? Was it the same night? When the cars were broken into? The same night. On earth. He's on earth. He's anointed. He's talented. He plays the sax. But that night, because his car was where? Say it loud. What was his car? On earth. Have you ever lost any phone before? <laughs> Has someone temporarily relieved you of your phone before? Helps you keep it for much longer than you desired. Why? Because it's where? On earth. These are the things that happen on earth. Jesus was killed where? On earth. The embodiment, the fullness of the God at bodily. Because as long as you're on earth, there are certain influences on the earth that will affect a part of you. Are you hearing that? People don't seem excited about that. On earth, it says, so don't leave for the earth because the earth is too loaded with wickedness. It's too volatile. It's too nasty. There's too much injustice even to just people. So Jesus says, let me give you a superior resource control strategy. Let me give you a higher level of thinking and operation. He said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Why? For where your treasure is, where will your heart be? There your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, what will happen? Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the darkness that is in you is darkness, if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Let's read this one together. No one can serve two masters louder for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other louder please help me go with a prophetic finger to two or three people and point at their right eye and say I want you to hear this with your eye you cannot 
serve God and mammon. Please look at somebody else who's acting as if they've never taken ice cream before. Nothing has melted in their mouths. And tell that person, I know you are gifted. I know you're smart. I know you're intelligent. But I also know this. You that I see with my korokoro eyes. You cannot serve God and mammon. Father, we receive wisdom, enlightenment, revelation, knowledge. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Please listen to first service for context, but for those who are not here, the reason we have to deal with certain things and have to do with the polity and with the government and the space in which you live, Ibiki is good to see you, is that Jesus spoke about mammon, but he spoke about mammon and he spoke about the earth. He said there are certain things that happen on earth. Things get broken into on earth. People steal on earth. Rust happens on earth. Any lady here ever bought that lovely bangle, that beautiful earring, the set of necklace or neck piece or something, and you kept it somewhere, and because we're living in the sanitizer generation, somebody spilled sanitizer on your gold or your silver, whatever you thought it was, and therefore there was a revelation of the inequality of that thing. That lo and behold, it was only decorated with a thin veneer of wannabe gold. It was nowhere being gold. It was just wannabe, 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 wannabe gold. And then there was a revelation that on earth there is rusts. Anybody ever been there? Or you kept something for such a long time. You had it in mind that, ah, I'm going to show this food pepper. Forgetting that in Nigeria there is power outage. And lo and behold, you actually left a meal in the refrigerator, but you end up with a scientific specimen culture for the cultivation of algae algae in the fridge things happen on earth so we have to look at where you are what portion of the earth you're in and then see the history of mammon in that place and i explained to you that nigeria was not founded on great ideals nigeria was not founded like america was people left the uk because they were tired of the domination of europe and they wanted to create a space the land of opportunity and dreams and freedom that was free for all and so they got to uh, america and claimed that they discovered america even though they found some people in america somebody say mm, nawa nawa say nawa nawa they said that uh, christopher columbus he discovered uh, america but there are people in america when he got there so it wasn't really a discovery but you see when you're the one in charge of publication you can write the story as you please uh, shout out to all the american citizens uh not here may the lord give you green card not just green pastures You don't want anything green. You don't want to sound mammonic. It's the why, not the what, that determines the operation of mammon. Right? So, so America was founded on fairness, at least. The founding fathers. They wanted a place for expression. So the average American is expressive, even if they are somehow sophisticatedly rude with their expression or overbearing sometimes. But they have big dreams. The average American has a big mind because they were tired of the restrictive culture of European uh, imperialism and domination. So that was the basis. 
Um, Nigeria was not founded on the basis of freedom or the basis of anybody doing well in life. That was not. That's why till today, the great grandchildren of the original royalty or the elite family in Nigeria, they're not really moved by a complaint. Answers, are you serious? Answers. In other words, what's wrong with all this small Peking? They don't know what's going on. Because that's not what it was founded on. It was founded, I believe, in 1899. The Royal Niger Company sold the territory called Nigeria for what would be in today's currency about 53 billion naira. So Nigeria was the product of trade. Look at your neighbor. Say your country was founded on money. This is the reason if your only citizenship is Nigeria and you don't even have even Zion citizenship, there is problem. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm a dual citizen. I'm from Zion. Say, I don't know who's your president, but Jesus is my king. They gave her, they gave her some of 865,000 pounds. Correct for inflation over 100 million pounds. So, mm, about 50 to 60 billion. What it means is that there are many Nigerians today who are worth billions of dollars. Some of you know some of them. Some of you don't know some of them because some of them cannot tell you they're worth that much because if you have to explain how, they will not be able to calculate this. to the answer. Right, right. Um, and, and so that means there are billionaires today in Nigeria who could have bought Nigeria at the time. Are you following them? You've got to understand it. And so even in the commercial transactions of Nigeria, there are still people who own Nigeria. Oh, come on, somebody. There are still people who own a part of every phone call you make. A part of every list. I'm not talking about a consortium. They are individuals who have stake in almost everything of commercial availability on the long run. Are, are you hearing this now? And so Mammon is not just going to be a personal cultural attack you're dealing with. Mammon is the operating software, the God who has dominated the culture in which you have grown up. And so you have grown up in a country that has sworn allegiance in many ways to Mammon from the political sector, religious sector, academic sector, entertainment sector, legal sector, agrarian sector. Somebody shout Mammon, Mammon, Mammon. Child, we've got to expose mammon. And, and mammon has its roots. Not in Nigeria. Nigeria is just a ripe territory or a fertile ground for it to manifest itself. But mammon has its roots in the Old Testament. Before we go to the Old Testament, we're going to look at a couple of things here. Um, I was showing you lyrics in the first service of the songs that many people sing in the culture. And so Tiwa Savage has the song called 49.99. Mofera Vasa. Mofera Versace. I want to buy Versace. Mofera Buga, Mofera Bugatti. Lekba Todun. Lekba Shandi. Shandi. Ele Mommy. Ele Daddy. They want to yawa or they want to yawa me. They want to buga or they want to buga me. Lekba Todun. Herein lies the belief systems of many people in Nigeria. They want money so they can get the girls. 
Are you following? So the rich man wants money so that even though he might not be physically attractive, his bank statement might be very seductive. So he might not be articulate, but his money speaks volumes. His vision might not count, but his money might be countless. Don't leave me. Are you seeing? So the value systems are enshrined in the music. That's why the Bible says concerning Babylon, by the rivers of Babylon, there were sad and there were wept. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Which means that there are songs that speak of spaces. And songs that speak of culture. And so if you want to check what the dominant spirit of an atmosphere is, you've got to check what the songs are. Because music is a transportation vehicle for spirits. Oh, come on somebody. There's the reason there's hardly any invocation without music. No conjuring without music. They don't put enchantments without music. In fact, enchantments has a central one called chant. So the chants of a country determine the enchantments of that country. Come on somebody, are you ready? It's good to see you in, in second service. I'm sending you a godly hug. Right? The lyrics speak about the cravings. Why? And we'll look at this later. Why? Because music is from muse. Muse. The reverberating cyclical rhythmic meditation of the heart is musing. And so when somebody writes a song or writes music, that is an articulation in lyrics what they were dwelling on as thoughts on the inside. Songwriting is essentially the articulation of innate desires in lyrical expression. Because when you muse, you become musical. Are you here now? Tragedy, tragic. Muse, music. So, what are, what's, what are the songs people vibe to? What are the songs people dance to? That is a message that has been embedded at the subconscious level that would do them more harm than any other thing you're trying to attack them with. Why? Because they are carrying the bomb on the inside of them. No wonder everybody wants to blue. What's going on with the keyboardist today, the pianist today? Like, I, I don't understand. What, what's going on with your people? You are caught up in the glory of the word. <laughs> because people are carrying bombs in them. They want to blow. Hustling for money. Just to get the pay. Ay, ay, ay. And you know, because, because of Afro beats, the beats are so enchanting. Many times you're not paying attention to the lyrics. The day Bukala and I read the lyrics of All I Want, oh, what's the song? 
All I do is win, win, win. Please, if you can find it for me. All I do is win, win, win. If you can find it. Right? Like, are you serious? I I just like the hook. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Hey, father. They want to yawa, they want to. All right, give me Fino's song. We have the lyrics for that one. Oyoma. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. See your national anthem. How do I know it's your national anthem? More young people can recite the songs than they can recite the national anthem. So which one is really governing the culture? Is it really what that man wrote? Is it um, engineer Akiwomi? Okay, that was a flag. Who wrote the national anthem? We don't even know. But who wrote Oyama Fino? Poverty, die, die, die. Olamide. Money. My brother, show me love. <laughs> when you see me, oh, spray me what? That's true. Well, I have some cash here. There's a reason I have the cash actually. I should have brought more dollars. It's, say, Baba, do give away now. Do give away. <laughs> I was going to throw it before, but you are too money hungry. If I throw this thing, I won't receive it back. <laughs> Are you a software? <laughs> Trial version. <laughs> My brother showed me love. I'm using Fonet to say it. My brother showed me love. So if you know has disciples inside this place. Spray me money, oh. Because when I hammer, I go show you love. I go spray you money. Spray me the dollar. Dollar, dollar. Pound sterling. Ha ha. My cheerful giver. So they will now put one Bible phrase inside. Some praise and worship leaders have almost used the songs to lead Thanksgiving. Actually, house dedication card. My brother, show me love. So Jesus is my brother now. He's my big brother, by the way. Premier dollar, pound sterling, you be my only sponsor. Oyama, Oyama, Oyama. There's a line in the song that speaks about hustling, but like I mentioned, when they say hustle, you know, the way it is in Nigeria is nobody cares how the money came as long as you look successful. So if you buy a big house with many rooms, jacuzzi, and all whatnot, and some fancy cars in front of it, people say, praise! 
the law. God has done it. I always knew that you were a child of destiny. Praise Master Jesus. So many young people right now don't care. They're just looking for a way to make money. Because when you make enough money in Nigeria, you can get away with almost anything. In fact, you can buy your way out of anything. Somebody told me once, he said, ah, something, this thing that is happening and all of that. I said, what I've discovered is in Nigeria, if you have enough influence and enough money, you can do anything and you get away with it. When a culture degenerates to that level, God, the God of that land is now money. Because it's God that can deliver you from anything. So in a nation, if it's one that can deliver you from anything, the real God of that God land is not Jehovah. The real God of that land is money. Are you following this? I need to show you some of the things that you're dealing with, but you don't know you are dealing with them. And you wonder, why is my personal, why are my personal finances so skewed and so tense? Because you're not just dealing against natural hindrances. You're dealing with a system that's idolized money. And I said, except you bow at my altar, money won't flow. And so even you who wants to do everything right and in a godly manner, you have a fancy idea. You want to pitch to the Ministry of Information how this app is going to help NYSE youth core members and simplify the process. You are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with proposal and pitch decks until they deck you and pitch black. And say, you now tell them one of those, Auntie, please, what do I really need? You ask him what you really need to do. You don't know what to do. You want me to tell you what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You want me to tell you what to do. You, are, you don't know what to do. You don't know. You don't know. You will never know. So even people want to do the right thing, the system has been rigged against you. That's almost impossible for you to get contracts on a certain scale without giving bribes and giving it another name in your spiritual naming ceremony. Access fee. Support structure. My gift making room for me. Government seed. Political forerunner. Envelope of mercy. Logistics. Miscellaneous. Are we here? Some of you have faced this. Some of you have done this. Some of you have parents who are telling you now that if I had known, I would have done like Lagbaja. And Lagbaja is now supplying millions and tens of millions and your dad and your mom is still waiting for you to bring so your dad's like ah in other words back in the times almost impossible almost impossible almost impossible you're driving your driver's license has expired 
The officer said, eh? Two options. I'm taking you to the station. Take you to the station. Take you. Say you start driving to the station. I say, do well, do well. <laughs> and you know it's code words for drop a percentage of that. Because when you get there, you pay that one and pay this one. Then they'll puncture your tire. If you can't say amen, say ouch. If you can't say ouch, say mmm. Mammon! You know it's a God when it's been structured, when it's worship is structured. It says come, enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his cause with praise. The worship of God is structured. God's, what makes a difference between an accident and a God is that God's have an order of worship. Mammon has an order of worship. If you're going to play ball with me, you have to enter my gates with praise or my gates with thanksgiving and my cuts with praise. Are you hearing this? God said, you cannot, Jesus said, you cannot serve God and serve mammon. So what are some of the things about mammon? What are the manifestations of mammon in a life, in a system, in a space? I have to run through the list very quickly. Number one, recurrent patterns of discontent or feelings of incompleteness based on what you have or don't have. Recurrent patterns of discontent. Media help us. And you know, when you're in a culture ruled by mammon, a lot of your discontent is not coming from I want to feel destiny. A lot of your discontent is coming from oh my my. This person has this and I don't have it. This person is driving this and I can't drive it. This person can afford this and I can't afford Or you go to somebody's house and say, hey? And she was my junior in secondary school. Now she is my senior in life. Oh Michelle. But you might not know, she might also be your senior in might. Not everybody is doing that. So you start feeling incomplete. You were very, very happy, super excited, like me, using your iPhone 10. I don't even know what iPhone I'm using. 10S or 10XS or 10 something. 10 what? XS. What am I using? Excess max, all right. You are very content using iPhone 10X Max. I mean, what? I don't even know. I'm sure using a phone. Then your friend comes with iPhone Olochumeta, iPhone with triplet eyes that has three eyes. Like, eh? How can my phone have just two eyes in a three eyed phone generation? Your new prayer point is the contract must come. So behind the ring of your shouting the hallelujah, we don't know that mammon has secured his portion. Uh, is this real? Ashwebi, Ashwebi, Ashwebi. That sometimes it comes Ashwebi. You bought the Ashwa B. And for some people buy Ashwa B to show people, not to show love. Oh. 
to show people that they are not too poor to afford it. When you got the text, say, oh my friends, it's finally happening. Your prayers have come to pass. I can wear, eat rice and wear clothes. Please support me there, Sherby. The full complete for men, uh, for women, is just ordinary 250,000 naira. The one for couples is 600k. But we can also design designer mask in the in the show okay for you. When you saw the text, you're like, yay! How? Falling people. God forbid me. Never. Then they added it to the WhatsApp group. They added it to the WhatsApp group. And then conversation was going. Then I was like, we have not heard from Rola K recently. So I'm, I'm cuckoo here. Oh. I'm fine with anything you put desire. Lord, please let them decide again. You said, Lord, let them just give the option of Iriakbe alone. I will not buy the full set in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of. When the pressure, ma- when Mammon mounted its pressure on you, you didn't know when you went to rent money to go and rent money. Even though your name was not Renny, you went to rent money. I'm not saying every Renny rents money. Are you following? The pressure, I must not be left out. And so now, here you are with a wardrobe full of Ashwaebi. Yet you're raising money to pay your rent. Because Mammon has a way of giving you fine clothes but no roof over your head. Constant agitation for more acquisitions. So you buy a car, but a car is not enough. You buy another car and buy another car. Car, 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 car. They end up with a car. You can't score goals like a car. Can't invest like a car. Sustained pursuit of material wealth. Be chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. In the spirit, Dami, praise, come help me. In the spirit, come help me, Dami. <laughs> Hold you in one hand. Don't get too comfortable with it. <laughs> so, when I try to get to it, just pull it. Mammon will always give you the idea of you are almost there almost there. So you're actually here. Dami Priest is leading worship. I'll forever be chasing after you. Everybody thinks you're talking about God. But what you're, Im- <laughs> what you're imagining is a dollar. Dollar. Kuma dollar. Keep moving, my friend. Constant. This is how you know all those people, political officers, corporate thieves, and people who have been stealing and stealing and stealing money. You know what they do? It's preposterous. And they work the policy to favor them. So you are a governor when I was in primary school. Sorry. When I was in Jaleosimi. Jaleosimi. Crash. Let the house rest. 
Because they're not letting anything. They're just, they're just letting the house rest. That's jelly. You see me. You were in power. Imagine people being in power, yet there's no power. So when I was in Jaleo Simi in kindergarten, you were already governor. In fact, you were governor of Gongola State. Some of you don't even know Gongola. Gongola. Mom, you remember Gongola State? Gongola State. You don't know Gongola State? You know there were 11 states first, then 19 states. Then 30, I think, then 36 or something like that. Mr. T, Piums. Gongola became what? Adamawa or where? Adamawa and somewhere. Taraba. Give me the older states. There's some other old states. Bendel states. That's Delta and Edo now. Delta and Edo are the children of Bendel state. Right? They were governors then. Now, the way they wrote the policy in many of those states is that you'll be getting paid after you resign, you have benefits. So you do governor. You now go and contest as senator. You're still getting governor's benefits. So there are people in government right now that are getting inflows of two or three. Somebody shall mammon. When somebody is filled with the spirit of greed, they can't see you. You? Who are you? An occupant on my legal space, on my commerce, my trading field. Who are you? We've seen your kind before. Answers, 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 answers. June 12th. Ali must go. Subsidy. Occupy Nigeria. And part of what, what gives them the boldness is they know they are servicing their altars. You are carrying phone. You think you've dealt with spirits. You cannot fight a demon spirit with mental knowledge alone. In fact, if you are not careful, they are going to use the casualties of your protest to service their altars. Give them fuel. If you are not careful. Equating money as fulfillment. There is a scene from The Hobbit. I tried to find but they were giving me smog um, videos where the king was just in the middle of a lot of gold and was running mad about gold. Pressure and frequent worry about money. And material supply. As you're finding yourself, just be writing down number three, number five. Give me number six. Frequent need to flaunt acquisitions to impress. So, where else in the world do people carry money to a wedding and throw it in an obscene manner? Where? Why the need for that if there is not more to it than the money? If it's the money you want to give, what happened to an envelope? Come on, somebody talk to me. What happened to wire transfer? 
what happened because you must see it because mammon likes to show that's what happened in matthew 4 the devil the tempter took jesus and showed him the kingdoms of the world so mammon likes to show and mammon likes showbiz so you've not released a record in years nobody has heard from you in years but we see videos and pictures of you from LA to Dubai or in all the circuit socialite circles and spending all those dollars somebody shout mammon must go shout mammon must go what's the show bees so some people, their real income is not their music. Their music is the covering for the real money. And so here you are saying, ah, I released my album, only a few thousand streams. Do you know what it takes to power the publicity when Rima or Rema releases music or Ira Star releases music and then you see digital billboards running on all the big, have you done the funding? Do you know how much the record labels have to pump in before they gain mileage and feasibility so you go on boom play and say 56,000 streams in two or three days. It's not just all organic. There's data science. There's advertising. There are metrics. There's their influencer deals. Are you following this? Number seven, money-based worship. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, my God. Hey. Money-based worship. It's offering time. Everybody, bring your offering out. Now, talk to your offering. Talk to your effort. I you know Are you doing jazz now? Talk to you. Then folks, I speak to you. Go to the nations of the earth. I speak to you in the name of Jesus. You will go and manipulate my boss for me. In the name of Jesus. Turn to 100. Turn to 100. I still want to reap 100. Receive it now. Send, I send my money to the ends of the earth. You better keep it in the offering basket. I'll talk about generosity. There's a place for generosity, but there's a God-ordained way. Your motive has to be pure. Can't manipulate God. God has been running things before you showed up. There's no ministry that you've ever given to that started with your giving. The ministry had to be at least in someone's heart or home before you ever give to it. Do you understand? So giving is a privilege. And there are rewards for faithfulness and stewardship. There are. But it's not all the skewing things that people have learned to do. Number eight. Betting and gambling. Have you seen the proliferation of begging of betting in Nigeria? There are even shows around it. Naira bet must favor me. Betting vigils. Towards. When it's actually too odd for you to be better than two odds. I'm not from Ijebu, but I must chop about Ijebu. I must chop about Ijebu. 
And they've also gone digital now. And the odds are always staked in favor of the owners. Always. is a mathematical construct. They give you enough patents. Uh, uh, enough, what's the word? Just a little bit. Peanuts. To give you hope. So every two, let me bet 2,000. Just 2,000. That's why I was looking for urgent 2K. Urgent 2K. Then you're like 2K, 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 2K. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. Say we must judge mammon. <laughs> Betting and gambling. Compromising moral and spiritual values for wealth. Feeling safer with money. So you feel more secure when you have money in your pocket than when you have God in your heart. So God says, fear not, but you're still afraid until 100k enters. Ah, I will not fear. Who is your God these days? Look at your neighbor and say, who's your God these days? Who, 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 who is your God? Ladies, Sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself. Say, I, what about that guy? That guy looks responsible. I'm not, there's just something I'm not really... Kolowone, kolowone. You, you haven't seen, you haven't seen a, a good enough amount display of wealth. Are you hearing? Say, I'm not quite feeling it. When he buys you a Gucci bag, will you feel it? A Versace pair of shoes, you might start feeling it. But when it takes, shows you a car, are you hearing what I'm saying? All of a sudden, it's not that bad. Sometimes we hide on that age difference. Hey, we're too wide apart. He doesn't really speak very well. When it comes with eloquent money. Can we talk? Let me tell you, in some places, it even happens in ministries. You go and t- tell your pastor, your leader, we don't do that here, but I know it happens in some places. This person I want to marry, the leader was scan is not concerned about the spiritual architecture of the person first. It's concerned about the financial infrastructure. He does not quite look like he can take care of you. Go and ask the women that marry people with money, but they can't take care of them. Because it takes more than money to take care of a woman. So I was like, hey, pastor, I know, but. You know. Let's go to, thank you, Dan. Exodus 32. Somebody shout gold. Exodus 32. Interesting text here that we've had. The Lord is delivering somebody from the grip of mammon. Now when people saw Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods that shall go before us. What was their issue? They wanted something they could see. Something they could show. That was the issue. Be careful of your need to show. 
Be careful. Whenever there's a pressure in your life, that wants to show people you are not a fool. Many times you end up showing how much of a fool you are. Whenever there is something in your life that wants to show people how much money you have, many times you show people how poor you are. Because we can see that the effort is exceeding the substance. So the issue was that the people saw Moses delayed. In other words, this Moses guy that brought us out of Egypt. Number one, we're told this guy, we're enjoying our garlic, we're enjoying our onions, we're enjoying our cucumbers. How do you enjoy something that makes your mouth stink? And then cucumbers, tasteless stuff. So this Moses is a very weird guy. Just showed up today. You see him tomorrow. You don't see him. He's caught up in glory. We don't know what has happened. Maybe a wild bird has carried him away or whatever. He delayed. And don't forget there was no WhatsApp. There was no Instagram. There was no DM. Nobody could be entering Moses' DM. Moses, Moses. Mo, 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 mo. Come. Are you there? Are you there? Emojis. Big smiley emoji. The guidites are missing you, Moses. They couldn't enter his DM. The only way you could access Moses was in the spirit. Another issue in this generation, we're so used to DMing people that we don't DM them. We DM them, direct message them. We don't DM them, divine message them. There's a way you can divinely message somebody. Their brain will be corrected. Factory settings. Now when they saw the Moses delay coming down from the mountain, people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, let us make gods that shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, read it. We do not know what has become of him. We want to be in control. We want to be able to manipulate the times and the seasons and the frequencies and the vibes. We want that. Look at what Moses Aaron said. So there are people who are operating a mammon priesthood because of the pressure of the people. The gods here were not Aaron's idea. They were the people's idea. And let me tell you something. The fact that you have resources does not mean you have a license to use them. They have authorization to abuse them. So what did Aaron say? Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters. And bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold. Somebody shall be careful of gold. He received the gold. Can I get some ladies to give me some, some gold right now? Don't worry, I'm not going to fashion some. But if you have an easy to remove gold piece, come on. Please ensure that you know what your own is. I will not be held culpable. I will, I will not be liable to giving somebody else somebody else's gold. Whether it's gold or not. Just let, let's have a prefect who's going to know who's who, right? Gold. Blings. Thank you very much. Give me your gold. Don't forget how many millions of people were there. How many millions? About three million people. And it said from the ears of the men too. Because culturally, some men used to wear earrings even back then. It was a culture of Egypt. And it was rooted in idolatry and bisexuality. I'll talk about that some other time. Because a mixed multitude came out with them from Egypt. And if you live in Egypt for 430 years, you will learn their ways. So before you adopt a style, find out where it's coming from. Because it might affect where you're going to. 
Um, yeah, if I had enough time, I will break it down. Are you free in Christ? Yes. Can you do anything in Christ? Yes. Can you tattoo your face? Go ahead. But don't complain about the interview rejection. Oh, yeah. Culture. Context. Context. Culture. To the Jews, I became as a Jew. To the Gentiles, I became as a Gentile. <laughs> that I may win some, not so that I can look cool. My adaptation was based on purpose. Not based on feelings or mood, preference, vogue. Kill. Okay. I'm free in Christ gang. Of course you are. <laughs> gold! Put all the gold in his hands. And do you know what the word says? What did he do? What did he do? And he received the gold from the hand and fashioned it with a, an engraven tool and made a molded, molded calf. How can you claim that something you brought out of Egypt was what brought you out of Egypt? It was not the gold that brought him out of Egypt. They were the ones who brought the gold out of Egypt. Stop taking direction from gold. Start giving direction to it. Only seven people got what I just said. What's direction from gold? They said, this was the God that brought us out of Egypt. How? When God said, I'll bring you out of Egypt. And he said, go and look, go and ask for gold. Go and ask for the gold. Go and ask the Egyptians to give you their gold. And now they're saying, oh God, this is gold. Isn't it amazing how God brought you out of certain things and he gave you certain things and you've turned into an idol what he gave you. He brought you out of unemployment and gave you a job but now the job stops you from your consecration and your worship and your service and your attendance and your devotion and your presence of mind and your generosity and almost everything in your life right now is about the deliverables and the documentation and the presentations and the pitch desk and the investors and the partners and the co-founders. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How it is that you can easily replace God with gold in your life. It does not have to be a physical bling bling but it can be an emotional emotional tie to something that was once a prayer point but has now become a shrine and it happened so subtly and so seductively listen please even preaching can become gold are you following this now can become an idol. That's why every now and again in your life you have to find a rhythm to break the pattern. Because you can become so accustomed to something becomes your rite of passage in your mind. And you feel if I don't do this thing, that one will not work. This one will not work. Every exam, I must drink oil. I must drink oil. In the name of Jesus, I turn this oil to blood. I drink it. Are you a vampire? Sandra, you getting this? Is it okay? <laughs> it was not okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Are you seeing? They said this was the God. How can you say it was the calf that brought you out? Something that you molded. Something that you fashioned. And listen, just the fact that your idol is in fashion does not mean it's God ordained. An idol can be in fashion. He fashioned it. Everybody's doing it. By the way, let me just say this. I pray grace and mercy to everybody who's in between jobs, who's trusting God for something. But some of you, stop idolizing the tech space. Not everybody's a tech bro. Say about tech rob. Rearrange the words. B-R-O-R-O-B. Some of you, God is showing you opportunities in other places. You're like, no, I'm called to tech. I'm called to tech. What if he wants to use another passageway, another door, another strategy, another route? What if he wants to put you in insurance so you can meet certain people, learn certain skills, acquire certain competences, and three to six months down the line, here comes the opening waiting for. But because you are like Moses has departed, God has been gone for too long, and we don't know when God is going to come, let me bring out my own gold and create a car for myself mm. some of you have idolized the way God can bless you me I know how God blesses me uh-uh. it's three step formula number one fast for three days number two so into Pidam's life number three give you a fat offering provocation the heavens open at the count of three to one me <laughs> I mean that I'm a janitor of the kingdom there's no key I don't have in my hand God does not want to be a formula to be applied. He's a person to be enjoyed. They turned something, watch this, that the Egyptians who did not serve their own God, the God of Israel, they owned the gold. They are now using that gold as good. How did we allow what unbelievers can afford without speaking in tongues become the object of our worship? There's nobody here who has a goal bigger than what an unbeliever somewhere in the world can finance. In other words, whatever how big your financial goal is, there's an unbeliever somewhere in the world that can meet and exceed it. So the basis for my worship cannot be The pursuit of gold. And the summation of my spirituality cannot be calibrated in gold. Please, I'm going to look for three people. Say, tear down your golden calf. Tear down your golden calf. By the way, let me just announce to somebody. You know they said, you know they said that, that Moses are tarried. So they were trying to keep themselves busy. They were trying to buy time. Do you know it would have taken so much time, a lot of time, to turn gold into a golden calf that was big enough for millions of people to view from a distance? A lot of heat, a lot of pressure, a lot of tension. And look at what it said. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. The golden calf couldn't even move. So, how did he bring you out? It's amazing how dumb humans become when they allow money to replace their brains. 
when they allow gold, bling, glitz, glamour. It's amazing. Some of us that lost certain things are very precious to us. We exchanged it for glamour, for glitz, for golden calves. And the golden calf was used in ancient times in many cultures and civilizations. It was a representation of their gods of fertility. So to the Israelites, it was Baal, right? And there was an Egyptian god, a Babylonian god. They were represented in calves as well. They represented strength and capacity and virility. And they were trying to put God in that mood. But isn't it interesting that when we see the Bible, we see God saying he's the Lion of Judah and as the Lamb of God, but he never called himself the calf of gold. Jesus is not the calf of gold, he's the Lamb of God. What have we crafted? What have we fashioned? What events have we fashioned? That people now worship the events, not the God we use as a label on top of it. Let me say that again. The fact that you labeled this golden calf God did not make it God. So a canal altar with a godly label is still a canal shrine. What have we idolized in the church? What have we idolized? If we're doing Bible study, teaching meetings, consecration prayers, see folks will come, some folks will come, some folks will foot drag and all. But if we have, we craft an image. Jehovah Shap Shap. The God that answers by fire. Jehovah Now Now. Featuring XYZ, instant miracle, instant breakthrough, spontaneous healing, sporadic, bullet based blessing shakabula istic ballistic then people come and so the issue is are they coming for worship or are they coming for personal gratification and this is the reason we thank the Lord for crowds and we thank the Lord for great things and we thank the Lord for open doors and thank the Lord for access and we thank the Lord for the people God is raising in this house and the communities God is building through people in this house. Can we celebrate Ada? She had an amazing event yesterday, Ada and Abraham. Amazing event yesterday. Hundreds of people packed out and all whatnot. And we thank God for more people that are going to come with that and come with that grace and that ability to have micro ministries or classes or prayer ministry, whatever you want to call them, that are not church based. But listen to something God is not looking for the crowd, He's looking for the Christ. So in the crowd, He's looking for the Christ quotient in the crowd. This is the reason a hundred member church in a village can mean more to God than 10,000 people in the mega church in the urban area. Why? Because God does not count people. He weighs them. Let me explain what I mean. What is this? Hundred. Just hundred, right? Hundred dollars. Boy, it's hundred is written on it. How many pieces of this? One. All right. What's this? Hundred, right? Talk to me. <laughs> Hundred naira. How many pieces do we have? One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. 
8, 9, 10. Which one is more? Which one is more? Which one is more? No, which one is more? Which one is more? It depends. Who's going to give more today? Between the person who gives a thousand error and the one that gives a hundred thousand. It depends. Because the one who gave one thousand had ten thousand error left. So what he gave was ten percent of what he had. The one that had gave a hundred thousand has ten million. So he gave one percent. So who gave more? The one that gave one thousand naira. Because God does not count. He weighs. So many people are comparing themselves on baseless metrics. For man looks at the outward appearance. But God is too smart for that. He's looking at the heart. So when God weighs a message, he does not count the ums, the ahs. Mm. You know every message I preach is being assessed. I hope you know. You don't know by God. You've not seen record keeper. Books were open and another book was open. For we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And every man's works will be tested by fire. So God will take this message and strip it of my own ego. And strip it of what I wanted to say that I didn't want me to say that I ended up saying. And strip the part of, oh, you did this for the ums or the ahs. And strip it of culture. And strip it of that. And he will strip it bare to Christ. May it not be my portion. That after he strips two hour message, it's only two minutes that I actually preached. I'm really judging all the pianists today. Y'all, I wasn't going to play myself now. Are you following? How do I know? He said whether your work is of gold or stubble. Or clay to be tested by fire. Why is it being tested by fire? Because fire is the character of God. For the Lord is a consuming fire. So when it tests, when it's testing it by fire, it's saying anything that does not match up to my greed, to fire greed, to the character of God greed, is going to be consumed. So the issue is not the joke. The issue is why I do crack it. Was it strategic to communicate the Christ? Or was it just entertainment to make people laugh and like you more? When you do, mm, mm, mm. say, I'm just riffing, I'm just riffing. Don't be a riff raff. I'm not saying you shouldn't riff, please. <laughs> but I'm saying God is going to strip intent. It's not the riffing that is the problem, it's the, what's the posture of the heart. When you served your customer, look at your neighbor and say, how far with mammon? How far? How far? That's not all. When Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, verse 5. Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is the feast to the Lord. Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose up early on the next day. Watch this. And they offered burnt offerings to a golden calf. 
Listen, please. Sometimes when people are giving offerings, they are giving it inside church, but they are offering to a golden calf. They are offering it to an image they want the pastor to see. A space they want to occupy. A level they want to attain. A seat they want to sit in. A board they want to be a part of. We are the pillars of the church. You soon be a pillar of salt. Are we seeing this now? They rose up next day, watch this, offered burnt offerings and brought what? Peace offerings and the people sat down to eat and drink and what's the next thing they did? Now that play is not a eight times a day, what's it called? A day times a day, Remy Kunia. Uh, Where's that from? Somebody's primary school. Cougar, when the Bible says the rules up to play, that play was not they're now playing Nintendo Wii. They're playing with themselves. It was an orgy. So, what tells you, watch this, what tells you about the state of spirituality in a place is not how shiny the golden calf is. It's not how loud the proclamation is. It's not how articulate the words are. It's not how well people give. Say people give in this church, they might be given to a graven image. It's after they have eaten, when they are satisfied, what do they rise up to do? In other words, what is the character in a place beyond worship? Beyond corporate worship. This explains to you why Nigeria is the way it is. That this Sunday morning, somewhere between 25 and 30% of all Nigerians are in some kind of sacred space. Even if it's house fellowship or I don't do church again gang. WhatsApp Fellowship International Theological Analysis Ministry. There's a gathering somewhere. Sunday morning. Between 20 and 30%. And the religious lingua we have acclimatized or incorporated religious language into the verbiage of the space. It is well. By God's grace. God bless you. God willing. We say God willing to things that God is unwilling to do. So we commit sin by committing God before he commits himself. Rules up to play. Somebody shout gold, gold. Please help me look for three, but tell them where are your earrings? Where? Where are your earrings? Where have you fashioned your earrings? So in Nigeria, we celebrate people, watch this, for the size of their car more than the quality of their character. We celebrate them for the price of their glasses more than the purity of their vision. 
We celebrate them for the perfume, the fragrance of the perfume and not the incense of their worship. We celebrate them by what they're wearing in their shoes and don't consider whether they are wearing demons out in hell. We celebrate them for how bling bling their jewelry are and not about how attractive their character is. We celebrate them by the mileage of their vehicles and not by the mileage of their walk with God. So Nigeria, everybody's preaching. Nobody's changing. What are we preaching? Church here, church there, church here, church here. Church of God, church of Christ, church of the Holy Spirit, church of angels, church of this, church of humans, church of trees, church of flowers, church of birds. Archangel, junior angel, senior angel, most reverend, quite reverend, wanna be reverend, will soon be reverend, Revron, Rev. that we have found a way to put the name of our God on an image that we created ourselves and an image that we want to respond to our own control to an image that we think the people like and want and crave and if we're good enough to craft with the right words and with the right light and with the right setting and the right temperature and at the right image if we're able to look at someone says about the image about the image about the image Say it's about the image, it's about the image, it's about the image. So driven by image that people will borrow money, manipulate people to get the church to look like. So the first two years of Kings, we did not buy lights. Who remembers? We did not buy lights. This screen didn't come till last, last year. Last year, October. Doesn't mean we didn't have the money. Oh, we had some money, but we have, our priority is raising disciples, not attracting fans. Then, because you want to build a certain image, you now start putting prayer on the people that did not call you. God called you to them and for them. And he called them to you so that there can be a mutual distribution of the Christ and growth for the whole body. But he didn't call them to be tools that you manipulate and scheme and scam and work up prophecies to get them in a frenzy. You know, when folks are in a frenzy, when the mind is not logically astute, it's easy for you to part with your money. Are you following that? So, of course, there should be spontaneous given. There should be sporadic given, but there should be strategy given. Which means you have already said under God, this is the minimum I'll give for the next couple of years. Are you following the next one year? And we'll talk about that in about two or three weeks. Don't miss next week. Multiple streams of abundance next week. How does God provide? There's a way God provides. It's not as mystical or as mysterious as you make it seem. I'll show you the three hands that God uses to provide. And I'll show you some other platforms. I'll t- show you ten income streams. I might not be to teach all of that because I don't want to turn to a seminar, but yeah, I'll do a webinar in the course of the week or something. Are you following this? Why do people spend so much at the beer parlor? Logic is suspended. Why do they spend so much in nude parties? Logic is suspended. Why do a lot of people give a lot of money in church 
Whereas they've not helped their neighbor or somebody vulnerable because a guest minister, a guest speaker, or a prophet comes and whips up the atmosphere. All of a sudden, they forget their mommy in the village that they've not sent money to in years. And they will say prophetics of $1,000. Whereas the mama has been asking for just 50K. Gods of gold. Are we here? Let me move a little more. Genesis, uh, Judges chapter 8. Judges chapter 8. If you're online, please share this link. Everybody needs to hear this message. Do you think everybody needs to hear this message? Do you think every Nigerian needs to hear this message? Judges chapter 8. The story is Gideon is the youngest in his family and he's from a small clan and this Midianites have been oppressing the Lord's people for years and years. An angel appears to Gideon and, and tells him, you are a mighty man. You are the one that God is going to use to defeat the Midianites and to take charge of the space. You are the one God is going to use and all what not. So Gideon obeys God. He goes out. He defeats those people. And let's pick it up from verse 21. So Ziba and Zalman are said, they're talking to Gideon, rise yourself. You're a champion. You have won. So finish us. Rise yourself and kill us. For as a man is, so is his strength. In other words, you're a big man because we've seen your strength. And we don't have strength, so you might as well kill us. So Gideon arose and killed Ziba and Zalmunna and took the crescent ornaments, jewelry, gold, all of that, on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us. Where are your footmats? Walk on us. Step on us. Rule over us. Both you and your son and your grandson also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. You have ended this tyrannical, cynical, dictatorial, oppressive rule. It's that, yeah, yeah, in other words, be president for life. Because don't forget, the Midianites are president for years and years and years. So, almost like what's happening in, you, uh, in Russia, right? The Putin and everything. The Putin put them out of the poverty that visited them after the USSR was fragmented and all whatnot. So, Putin came, young charismatic guy, and he comes and leads them out. And so right now, whatever Putin does, the most Russian is okay. He's okay. Do you know where we were? When he brought us out? When he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall? Do you know where we were? Anything he does. He's not perfect. No human being is. For you know, Putin... I will rule over you. I will rule over you. Rather look at this. Uh, Verse 23. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you. Nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. So somebody say, starting right. Starting right. Sounds very uh, spiritual. Starting right. Then Gideon said to them, "Mm, I'm not very concerned about political administration and all of that. I'm not a, I'm not a power drunk person. I just have one request of you. That each of you will give me what? Just give me Yeti. Yeti. 
Is he a bracelet? But some people's earrings are bigger than bracelets. of you give me the earrings from his plunder for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites a part of the culture so they answered we will gladly give them so what did they do they spread out a garment and each man threw into it the earrings from his plunder now the weight of the gold earrings that I requested was what 1700 shekels of gold Besides the crescent ornaments, pendants, not pendants, pendants, and royal robes which were on the kings of Midian, and besides the chains that were around what? See, their camels were even decked, pimped. Even their camels were loaded with jewelry and special things. Isn't it amazing how many people are running after what camels have won before? Make it a life pursuit that Ishmaelites camels used to wear. Said this is my life's goal. To own the biggest jewelry store in the world. Life's goal. Recently we were told that somebody bought uh, uh, an appendage for the structural positioning of our upper memory supply tanks. For about 10 million dollars. How much is that? Is that not like 6 billion or something? 5.8 billion or so? Talk to me guys. On your chest. Help me now. Help me. If you don't want to help me. Alright, let's go. <laughs> now the weight of the gold earrings that he had requested was 1,007. If you're watching this, this purely for illustrative purposes. My writer, let us scroll on the screen. Weight of the gold. The request was 1,700 shekels of gold besides the crescent ornaments, pendants, and purples of another. Now, what did Gideon do? Verse 27. Then Gideon made it into what? An ephod and set it up in his city, Ophrah, not Oprah. And all Israel did what? Played the harlot with it. It became a snare to Gideon and to his Ooh, somebody help me now. What he got as spoils of war now came to spoil him after the war. Don't let your spoils of war spoil you. Now some of you, you might not really appreciate this message right now because you don't really have earrings yet. Illustratively, you have stood. You can just see a little bit of shining potential around you. When you have Eshaw, you know what they call Eshaw? When you are decorated with wealth and influence and possibilities. Some messages I'm preaching right now in Kings will make more sense to you in five years than now. If you're in your 20s and your 30s, ask people in Kings that are in their 40s and 50s to explain some messages to you. It does not mean you are not smart. It means you are not in a stage of life where you can understand the weight of it yet. You know, everybody knows what it means to have a child. But everybody knows what it means to be healthy and have two children that are five and four. Because in the equation of those that know what it means to have a child, they don't factor in the fact that she will spend one to two hours taking care of them every Sunday morning before coming. 
I know what it is that you don't. Until you either have yours or you're taking care of some on behalf of somebody. Isn't that just a child? I used to play with children for my grandmother. It became a snare. A snare is a trap. How many people have built a trap for themselves? I'm not just talking about trap music. I'm saying they are trapped. Trapped. He molded it. Now what is an ephod? An ephod is an instrument that was used to determine the mind of God and the heart of God. Gideon, instead of now hearing the voice of God, was hearing the voice of gold. He turned the gold to an ephod. So what was giving him direction? Was, Gideon, what happened to you? Was it not the voice of God that told you, pick vessels and have pitchy pictures in your hands and take torches in your hands and break the pictures and shout the sword of the Lord and that of Gideon? Was it not the voice of God that gave you victory over the Midianites? Was it not the voice of God that gave you authority? Now you're hearing gold. And ladies and gentlemen, one would think that everything ended like that. But as you go further, you're going to see the impact of what, what Gideon's mistake led to. When you go to Judges 17, see if you can rush there real quick. And I need to tell you how much gold Gideon had from the earrings. Someone remind me. Judges 17. No, go to Judges 17. We'll come back here. We'll come back here. We'll come back here. You didn't even put the final figure here. Now there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was Micah and he said to his mother the 1100 shekels of silver that were taken from you and on which you put a curse. In other words, if anybody still isn't going down from going down from the woman shake weight on the money. To shake weight is to shake weight. Uh, <laughs> it's a curse. He said, mother, I'm the one that took the money. Oh, don't give me a curse. So, right? He said, here's the silver with me. And his mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. James says, you can't bring curse and blessing from the same mouth, right? So you already begin to see the cultural context that Israel had degenerated to, right? So when he had returned the 1100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver from my hand to the Lord for my son. To make what? A carved image. And a molded image. Now therefore I will return it to you. Thus he returned the silver to his mother. Then his mother took hundred shekels of silver. And gave them to the silversmith. And he made it into a carved image. And a molded image. And they were in the house of Micah. The, the man Micah had a what? In Israel. How? Moses or Abraham. So this time Abraham built altars, but they were beginning to build shrines. And what did he make? He made what? Where did he get it? Someone did it before. And do you know what? When Gideon built the ephod, made the ephod out of gold in Judges 8, and make a guess what? The Bible says that God gave Israel peace afterwards. So the fact that there was peace after the idolatry doesn't make the idolatry right. In fact, the worst kind of idolatry is the one that you have an inner witness. Say, I'm at peace with him. Meanwhile, it's a domestic violator. 
You better test the source of your peace. I think Peter says that often. So I'm, I just feel a peace. I just feel a peace. So test the, the kind of peace. Is it the peace before the storm? Let it not be that the beating is being loaded. And if I hear that any man here beat somebody, I will, you will beat a little more rock to the floor. So if you like to beat, not a problem. You and the threshing instruments of God, you are now made. Mountains must melt. You will give that rock a baratil, whether it's blood and oil that is mixing with. <laughs> Alright? And lady, if somebody slaps your face, don't say you are having a private petition service. So it was just a lovely touch. It was energetically imposed. It was an imprint of uh, love. <laughs> Where did he get it from? His mentor. Gideon had done it. Are you following? He made an effort and household idols and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah of the family of Judah. He was a Levite and he was staying in Judah. So he was not a native of uh, Judah, right? But he was a Levite, like you're from Adama State and you live in Lagos. So Abia, you live in Nugu State. The man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place. Then he came to the mountains of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? And he said, I'm a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I'm on my way to find a place to stay. Micah said to him, dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me. And I will give you what? Prophet offering. There's a generation now, anybody that looks glamorous in the spirit is now their spiritual father. My daddy, my daddy, let us know how many daddies do you have? My daddy, my daddy, your baby is singing. Changing spiritual fathers like someone changing boxes. Now, some of you are like, I don't know if you're a spiritual fatherhood. Okay, mentor. Everybody with a big Instagram account is your mentor. That's what happens in the Mammon culture. Because this guy doesn't know his walk with God, doesn't know his ancestry, doesn't know his pedigree, doesn't know his upbringing. He just said, Ah, oh, where are you from? You are from, you are a Levite. Number one, check. Levitical order. Number two, where are you from? Bethlehem of Judah. Ah! Levitical Bethlehemites. LLB. You are now my. Pro- I mean, I'll give you offering. Let's continue. I'm watching the time. I need to learn. Be a priest to me. I will give you shekels of silver per year, a suit of clothes, so you can preach well, and your sustenance. So the Levite did what? What was the Levite looking for? A place to stay. You are now saying you will pay him to stay. Will he not stay there? Please don't accommodate people in permanent residence mode based on the temporary need in your life. When you're in between season 
and you have some potential or some ability some, or some promise. Everybody wants to mentor you. Everybody wants to father you. Everybody wants to partner with you. Everybody wants you to be their own. Oh, ah. Protege. <laughs> hmm. Then the Levite was content to dwell with the man and the young man became like one of the sons to him. So Micah consecrated the Levites and the young man became his priests. When did Ephraimites start consecrating Levites? When money gets involved. Then businessmen will start ordaining pastors. We have potential. We can start a movement. Please help me get out of your seat and look for 700 people in the spirit. But identify seven of them in the flesh and tell them don't lose your priesthood to mammon. Say it louder. Say it louder. I need to move. But see the last line. See the last line. What does it say in the last line there? Verse 13. What does it say now? Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will be good to me since... In other words, he was not confident of his personal walk with God. Do you know there are people today it's good to have a prayer circle. It's good to have prayer people. You must, especially if you're a significant kingdom voice. You must have a prayer circle. It's great to honor them if you're in a position to honor a prayer circle with time, attention, uh, prayers, gifts, if you're able to and all what not. But you know, there's some people today, they have prayer contractors. And they don't feel like God can be good to them without their prayer contractors. So they are now in charge of God's goodness. Regulators of the mercy of God. Them. By the next verse, next chapter, in Judges chapter 8, 18 rather, if you see what had happened, the word says that there was so much idolatry, harlotry all over the land. Verse 17. Then the five men who had gone up to spy out the land went up. Entering there, they took the carved image, the ephod, the household priests, household idols, and the molded image. The priest stood at the entrance of the gate with 600 men who were armed with weapons of war. When these went into Micah's house and took the carved image, the ephod, the idols, and the molded image, the priest said to him, what are you doing? And so forth, and so forth, and so forth. And when you see... Later, it tells us that there was so much idolatry all over the city because somebody. Verse 30. The children of Dan set up for themselves the carved image and Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Manasseh, and his sons were priests to the tribe of Dan until the day of the captivity of the land. So they set up for themselves Micah's carved image, which he made all the time that the house of God was in Shiloh. So Gideon did it. It looked like no repercussion. Micah did it in his house. Then it became a public thing. And one of the things about Nigeria is that the idolatry that you find in the culture 
The church cannot completely wash its hands off it. We were a part of it. We were a part of it. In some of our teachings, some of our messages, some of our expressions, some of our decisions, where we allow money to be the guiding template or force for how we run things. Somebody shall we judge mammon today. Final reference. Well, that we're going to read. Mention a couple of things. Daniel chapter 3. Before we go there, can I show you how much the gold had? The gold was valued at. Show us that one. 1,700 shekels is about 43 pounds of gold. That's the weight, not money. And that's about 19, between 19.3 and 19.5405 kg. Now, one price of gold as our last night was 25,910,947 naira, 16 cover. Almost 26 million. And I told Israel to do the calculation for me because most calculators were returning the error sign. Did you send it to me? Did you? Because I can't find it too. Bring me your phone. How much it was? It was about, I think Mr. Solomon also calculated, 500 and something million. Thank you. 506, comma, 312, comma, 859.8535. So about 506 million. 312,859er. So about 506 million, half a billion. So when, when Gideon took all the earrings of those people, the estimated value of what he had was half a billion. If you got half a billion today, will you still do master life? Or will you say to us, I've already mastered life. Let me master you. Because 500 naira, we can see some people. 500,000, some people are running up and down. But I have no doubt that there are people, I have no doubt that there are people here, a couple of years are going to be worth over half a billion. But your motive has to be right. Your heart has to be right. Your pursuit has to be right. Your mind has to be right. My wife has known me for about 14 years. Can I ask you a question in public? 14 years. You've seen me and you've seen me in the different seasons of my life. Especially material seasons of my life. Have I changed based on more money? Answer in the... Are you sure? Because if I've changed, let me know now. Because sometimes when people are changing, nobody's telling them. Your, your intonation is now different too. People used to call my guy, my mentor. I honor you. Yeah, Alpha. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Who knows what I'm talking about? People used to honor and river and respect and celebrate. Dude, what's up? What's up? What's up? Alpha, Alpha. You now argue with them because you have small change. Small change. Small change. The Lord has to circumcise our hearts. And this is a good time to do it. 
when you don't have much to reconsecrate yourself to know who owns it I'm not the owner I'm the steward when you see that person wearing Sheraton uh, Chef whatever a Sheraton or Radisson or Four Points and they come to serve you they don't own the thing they are just temporary custodians of the food are we seeing what I'm saying Have I treated people unfairly now? Unjustly? No. Because have I ever asked anybody, how much are you? <laughs> have I treated you unfairly? Differently? Did I give to you when I didn't have much? You did. Do I still give to you? You do. <laughs> I'm not just saying this to be by the way, let me tell you, as you grow big, I don't want to go into details, but the way life works, if three to seven of you are on the same, about the same space at a time, in a two to three year period, within when you're in your late 20s to late 30s, two or three of you will be early risers. Some of you are that, or you've been that before, you didn't manage that season well, so you repeat the class. I know people who a few years ago were a certain way and now they're a very different way just because a few things have changed. And many people don't know that life is too long for premature celebration. And that life is too short for self-centered living. So whatever anybody thinks they have or control or are in possession of maintain the posture of a steward in other words actively give actively share actively allocate actively contribute half a billion if you got half a billion now where would it go because to go somewhere I go to the bank I might go to forex for example traders I might go to audio investments where would it go it would go somewhere for Gideon, he just wanted to be seeing the thing and be worshipping it. Ha! Well done. I honor you, money. Money man. You are the money, I'm the man. When you rise, no matter how high you rise, make sure you have at least two to three people that can tell you the truth and that know how to talk to you. Because you will need talking to except you are very very skilled in the art of self-governance which many people lack anyway Exod- Daniel chapter 3 final there's still an exam to do Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image somebody shout image an image of gold whose height was 6 cubits and it's with six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Somebody shouted, it's a setup. Joan, I can hear you from the back. Can you holler? It's a setup. Abraham, I can't seem to hear your voice. Can you holler it, Abraham? Shout, it's a setup. Sister Dami, I can see you smiling and praying sometimes, but shout until I can hear you. It's a setup. Who made it the 
king. What did he make? An image. So the issue is not always the gold. The gold needs to have an image. So they sell an image to you. The reason you find the gold desirable is the image they create around it. So it wasn't the gold that ensnared Gideon. It was the image he made of it. Gold is not a problem if you use gold to advance the image of Christ. But the nature of gold is so seductive. That the only way to master gold is to say no to some of your golden desires. To have money and not use it for what you know you can afford. To have money you want and give it to your pastor, your team lead, or your mentor, or your parents. To intentionally deaden the voice of the flesh when it rises. Not if, when. So you gain by losing in the kingdom. You lose by gaining in the world. Whose height was 60 cubits and his width 6 cubits. The height, if you measure it, is 90 feet. 90 feet, that's about 15 times the size of a 6 foot tall person. About 15 times. So they keep, make this towering image, give you this big projection. If you do this, if you do this, you be like this, you be like this. That's what they do to the celebrities, isn't that what they do? Here's somebody who can sing really well, polish him or her, take him from Barbados or Africa or wherever, change his name, branding. What do they change his image? Polish him up, butter him up, paint him up, tweak him, work on their teeth if they need to, on their nose if they need to, on their mm if they need to, on their mm, if they need to. Anything that the culture recognizes as an appealing image. But they don't stop there. He said it where? In the plain of Dura. They put us in a plain. Why Uche? In a plain, everybody can see it. It's in plain sight. Somebody shout, Mammon is in plain sight. Shout aloud and say, Mammon is in plain sight. The plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Keep going. Keep going. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word together together. The satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all of the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Shout it to set up. Verse 3. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all of the officials of the provinces gathered together for dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Keep going, verse 4. Then a herald cried aloud to you, it is commanded, all peoples, nations, and languages, verse 5, that at the time you hear what? The sound of the horn. All nations, all peoples, all languages worship money. How do they worship money? Number one, they set up an image. So the image in New York is the high-rise, the corner office, Canary Wharf. The high-rise, the corner office, Lagos Marina, high-rise, corner office. Are you hearing that? It's an image, boss lady. It's an image. But it doesn't end with the image. They put it in the sound. They put it in the music. They put it in the lyrics. The sound. You keep hearing it. 
It keeps resounding in the subconscious mind until you start feeling empty without money. Until you start feeling useless and hopeless without money. Until sometimes you don't want to come to church because you don't have money. Until sometimes you don't want to serve because you don't have money. Until sometimes you don't want to do anything because you don't have money. He says that when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery in symphony with all kinds of what? So they put it in Fuji, in Akbala. They put it in R&B. They put it in Trap. They put it in EDM sounds. They put it in what else? Reggae, in my piano. They put in all of those things. He said, you shall what? Fall down and worship the gold image that the Nebuchadnezzar has. What? So Nebuchadnezzar does not need to force you if he can set up the music to compel you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God as righteousness. Come guys, three guys, and all other things shall be added. The kingdom of God is here. Mr. Mbono, you are the kingdom of God. Bono. This is Mammon. Look in that direction. It's look in that direction. You can't serve God and Mammon. They're diametrically opposed. Because Mammon says run after me. God said, no, come after me and all those things shall be added. What's the challenge most people have? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and what? It's. The proper rendition of that is not his. It's it's. Why? You don't seek his righteousness. His righteousness is a gift to you. So why would he put a gift in the place where you have to seek it? So the righteousness is talking about its righteousness. It's talking about the right way the kingdom functions. That is what the believer must explore. Because if I say I'm in the kingdom and things are not being added, is it that I'm not in the kingdom or I don't understand the righteousness, the right templates, the right blueprints for provision, prosperity, increase, finance in the kingdom. Are you getting that? If I'm running after God, Money is going to come. Because work is important. It's one of the models that God is going to use. But which work was Jesus doing as a baby? That gold found him. So kingdom prosperity starts with positioning and perspective before productivity. Wealth, first of all, starts with where are you? Are you where God placed you? And what I know, God did not place you to chase mammon. God has never raised anybody to run after money. There's nobody. Don't you say, I'm a kingdom financier, I have to run after money. No. The kingdom financier, you stay in purpose, you seek the face of God, you download the blueprints and the strategies, you receive instruction from his mouth. Job 22, 21, you make God your gold. You seek his face and it begins to expound. But when I'm running after Mammon, face the other direction, running after Mammon, can't find him. Where's this guy? He's not in the master life class. Ah, he's running after Mammon. Oh. I was this one. He didn't come for immersion. Ah, Mammon, Mammon, Mammon. Oh, they're not coming for vigil. Is having another kind of vigil. Mammon 
International Ministries Assembly, MIMA. MIMA to. Somebody say, I'm leaving Mammon's church. I'm leaving Mammon's church. Don't forget, you can start a shrine in the name of God, but it's Mammon's shrine. That thing that nobody must touch, nobody must talk about. If you're running after this, running after this, it's an elusive pursuit. Because after the first million, you're looking for the next one. After the first 10 million, it's too small. Because you know every acquisition increases your appetite. I hope you know that. Because there was a time 100k used to be enough for you. But now, what's that? Like, what's that? Somebody say a million is too small. How many of you have said saying it's as small since I started saying it's a couple of weeks ago? It's now just smaller in your mind. I want it to be small in everybody's mind because it's very, very, it's actually very, very small. And you don't need to have it before you know it's small. You can reckon it to be small. But not small in terms of discarding it, small in terms of deploying it. The assignment on your life requires more than that. So you run after this, you're losing God. By losing God, saying you're not enjoying the best of what God has for you. But when you turn, all of a sudden now, so when you understand the righteousness of God, so you come to God and God says, prioritize me, give me my own portion. So take care of your family. The person doesn't take care of his family is worse than an infidel. And after taking care of your family, be a family man, take care of yourself, put something aside for yourself. And every other thing, you're thinking, who can I bless? Who can I help? Who can I educate? What fund can I create? What system can I build? What business can I start? When you're starting business, you're not starting from the premise of bottom line. You're starting from the premise of whose bottom can I take off the line? So your growth must be calibrated in the goodness of God to other people. Getting an office, that means I can employ six people. I can pay five people's salary extra. Do you understand? That's the kingdom way. Let's pray. Is there anybody who wants to say, I'm not a slave to mammon? Thank you guys. I'm not a slave to mammon. I'm not a slave to mammon. I refuse to be ensnared. I refuse to be enslaved. I refuse to be held back. I refuse to be held down. I refuse. I refuse. Some of us, the truth is the Lord has convicted us in a deep, deep way. And it's time to just comfort with repentance and say, Lord, I think different from today. I don't think accumulation, I think strategic distribution. Savings are good. But my savings must have a kingdom assignment. Investments are good. After my God portion, after my family portion, and my God portion by extension, my local church and the assignments connected to it. My family portion after that, what next? If I'm putting money aside, I need to have a divine timeline. I need to have strategy. I need to know what investments are for. 
I don't just accumulate for the sake of having. I don't just accumulate for seeing the extra zero on my bank statement. That's the way of the world. If mammon will fall in Nigeria, it's going to be because believers will rise. And by kingdom wisdom, show the government that there's a way to run a free hospital profitably. That there's a way to run a more efficient government without billions being budgeted to Gary and groundnuts or to crockery and utensils. Now there can be a nation that is nice, conducive, profitable and prosperous even for the weakest amongst us. A thought dropped in my heart some, some time ago and I believe it's actually an economic reality but the thought that came to my mind is that the prosperity of the nation is actually reflected by how well the poorest amongst them can fare. How well the weakest among them can fare. The prosperity of a people is not about how rich the wisest, the strongest, the best are. It's about the weakest. Those who can fend for themselves. What's the minimum level below which they cannot fall? What's the minimum level? We cannot run a system that is so filled with greed and loss and the competition is about where do I live and, and what can you not afford? And of course, I'm not saying don't enjoy your life. Of course, it's not socialism. Enjoy your life. But I'm saying even your enjoyment must have a provision. Start with 1%. Start with 2%. Who's getting out of this money? One of the things I practice generally, I don't do it all the time, but I do it many times. When I get money, a new inflow in my life after I've done my God things and my family things. And sometimes, I'll give my wife a special portion. I actually owe you money. There's no money I'm supposed to give you. So let me come in myself. Give my wife a special portion. You know what next I think about? Who can I, who can I send some money to? It doesn't have to be a lot. 5K, 10K, 15K, 20K. Who needs to? You need to practice in reality that not all the inflow is for me. 2,000 hour airtime. 1,5. Starts 500. Just practice on your level. And make giving. So maybe some of you have heard me say that Somewhere between four to six, four to five times a week, I have an inflow. The truth is, almost five to seven times a week, there's an outflow. So let me tell you the full story as well. That's what makes it a cycle. And it doesn't make it a shrine. When it's not a cycle, it becomes an idol. It becomes a shrine. It becomes accumulation. It becomes you, you're trying to grab everything. But when you've trained yourself to release as much as you receive, or even release more than you receive, and we'll talk about portions in about three weeks or so. You just enjoy it. It's flowing through my life. It's going through my life. Again, I'm not saying don't save. Oh, please save because oh, I save and I invest. I'll, I'll show you some of those things. Let's close. God, we come before you in our conscious awareness realizing God that gold cannot satisfy. Gold cannot satisfy. You are better than gold. You are sweeter than gold. We choose not to worship money. We choose not to worship material wealth. We choose not to worship. We choose not to worship. 
man-made gods. Things that are here today and can take up wings and begun tomorrow. We choose to set our eyes on you. Which is to set our heart on you, God. We give you praise. Strip everyone here of the idols of the hearts. I thought I would get an amen from someone. Strip everyone here from undue loyalty to figures and material substance and material wealth. Strip us of every graven image that society has carved as the picture of the ideal, as the picture of the perfect, as the picture of attainment, as the picture of wealth. Strip. Strip us, God, so that you can decorate us with your own glory. Decorate us with your own gold, with your own glamour, with your own power. Lord, for those of us who are struggling in the deep areas of our hearts, maybe even questions that bother on confusion, not sure how to answer questions, resolve issues. God, you are the teacher, you are the light, and you are able to bring clarity and perfection even in this time, God. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise with all that we have. In Jesus' name of worship. If you can see the golden calves coming down, falling down, melting, somersaulting, if you can see the ephod breaking into smithereens, can you shout for joy? The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org. And send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.